If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, home of the Radio Free Brooklyns. <laughs> Um, you're here with us, Josh and Noel, and uh, we're here to get you rich as quickly as possible. Yeah, super fast. And all we ask in return, Noel, is? We ask 10%. Josh and I just dish out idea after idea after idea guaranteed to make you a wealthy, wealthy person. We are like the lunch ladies of riches. We are. Uh-huh. And all we ask, 10%. Tie us. And after 77 shows, we have uh, collected. It's coming. <laughs> it is coming. We have no doubt that our uh, valued and, uh, 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 I don't know, what, what, what would we say about our listeners? Valued and, uh, they're valued. Treasured. Treasured. Yeah. That's kind of like valued. Though, well, that's yeah. the same thing, well, pretty much. Well, sumo, sumo. Yeah, it's all the same. It's, all it's the just same. in how you pronounce it. Um, and regular listeners, yes, who've been listening, loyal, loyal. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. Loyal, exactly. Thank you. I appreciate. You belittled that. me for not guessing a no, word I'm, in your head. I'm out appreciating of that you got air. loyal. Yeah, I'm appreciating that you pulled loyal out of it. I wasn't belittling you for not reading my mind. I was belittling you for uh, basically using a synonym for what I had just said, yeah, as cinema. if it were something different. <laughs> um, Noel, how are you? I'm great. We're recording this just days after recording our last show. Yeah, so we're still a little uh, throaty, chesty, <laughs> little sick still, little uh, sick still. And we're we're you know, Noel and I can only handle our, each other for an hour a week. Ugh. Uh, and then we just we can't be around each other. Yeah, it's that's too much. about it. So this may be a contentious episode. Oh boy! Uh, okay, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I was thinking about something. What? So I mentioned this before, but when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I used to work at this uh, bar in Toronto. Yep, Earlston Palace. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And this buddy of mine, Graham, also worked there. We were busboys, and um, there was a waiter. He was a really funny guy, and he hated some customer for some reason. And he told Graham, he's like, Graham, I will pay you to dump water on this guy. And Graham's like, oh, okay. (laughs) So Graham goes, and he gets a tray, and he fills it as full as it can get with big glasses, filled to the top, no ice, of water. And he walks up. And dumps this entire tray, probably like a mop bucket's worth of water, wow, on the guy and wow. drenched the guy, wow. like drenched the guy. Uh-huh. It was like a bucket of water yeah. he poured on this guy, and the guy gave Graham whatever twenty bucks, uh huh, and it was the best thing in the world. That's amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. I remember uh, when I was working in a restaurant, there was a, uh, I was uh, working at a restaurant uptown, and. Uh, bartending there 
and I was doing service bar, and we had a couple uh, uh, very beautiful young waitresses who worked there, and one of them was being severely harassed mm-hmm. by a, a fella at a table, and uh, there was one guy who had been working there for years, and he was cranky. And she came up, and she was like, this guy keeps touching me. He slapped my ass. Um, the, the whole nine yards, management won't do anything about it. And he said, okay. And I had just put down a glass of wine that she'd ordered for this guy. And he goes, is this his wine? And she goes, yeah. And he just goes, <laughs> and spits a big loogie in his <laughs> wine and just puts it on there. And she brings it to the table. Yeah. And it was that sort of subtle act of vengeance, right? He had no idea. It may have gone like, oh, what's that? Or there may have been a little rim yeah. of saliva around it when it was done. But he really didn't know. But that made it an even better form of vengeance. Yeah. And uh, interesting that both of those stories had to do with people doing something vengeful yeah. to someone they don't like or who treated them poorly. Yeah. Because today's topic is, Noel? It is vengeance. Ah, vengeance. Yeah, how to get your money that's, right. that's coming to you, uh-huh. how to get it from your enemies, Uh huh. how to lord it over them. Well, that's one way to do it. I see. You're going. You're taking it that route. What do you mean? You're, 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 it sounds like you're taking the route of like getting rich from your enemies. No. Oh. I like that idea. It didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Oh, well. I wish it had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be getting rich off of you, so. Yes, you are. Starting right now. Okay. Okay, so vengeance, revenge, defined as a harmful action against a person, a group, in response to a grievance, be it real or perceived. Uh, and it... it it uh, triggers in your brain uh, pleasure. And yes, similar similar brain center, I believe, is the uh, as the cocaine. Oh, point. A whole bunch of stuff was related to it. Yeah. I I went down a rabbit hole with all that stuff mm-hmm. for a while. I ended up not using that, but yeah, it was uh, sex, cocaine. Uh, I think violence was also there. Mm-hmm. It also. Uh, I, n- I never really got this one worked in there, but uh, what was it called? Uh, the There's a hormone called otoxin, I think it was uh-huh. called, Yeah, that is triggered by childbirth and uh, breastfeeding, amongst other things, mm-hmm. that uh, multiplies the feeling of vengeance. But yet, in, in multiple other studies, they find that, that people who actually get their vengeance, commit the act of vengeance, mm-hmm. generally don't feel better afterwards. No. Yeah. Uh, well, th- well, and that's the thing. So, and, and I'll, I'll get there in a second, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I got, I looked on online to see what kind of businesses are out there built around vengeance. Mm-hmm. And I found a few. Yeah. Uh, I found one called Nefarious Jobs. Uh huh. And Nefarious Jobs was a San Francisco company that would take out like smear campaigns on people, uh, all sorts of things they would do, and they would charge like three thousand dollars a wow. job. Um, There's another one I found called Masters of Revenge, and they uh-huh. would do like doctor pictures and things like that, and they were much cheaper. They were like uh, fifty dollars a job, right? But, you know, I couldn't figure out 
if these were real businesses or jokes. Did you, I've just had a curiosity, did you see one that was called Alibis and Paybacks? I did not. Which is an actual business. They don't list their prices, uh-huh. but they will, uh, uh, apparently you tell them the person that's wronged you, what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to provide proof that this person did it, and then they will pull pranks on them. Okay. Some of them are classic pranks, but they will film the whole process. So you see the person get the payback. Okay. So like one is they'll do a delivery like a bi- of what appears to be a big expensive luxury item mm-hmm. and it's got shit in it. <laughs> um and and that was one that they used as an example. They will flyer, they will post flyers of the person who did you wrong and uh-huh. how they do you wrong. And they got a lot of play in the news in nor- in Southern California okay. for a while there. Back a few years ago, but okay. anyway, I, I did not come across yeah. that one. Uh, so, as we were saying, you know, some researchers think revenge—it's good for you. It helps you grow. Uh, it makes you learn how to succeed, um, and reinforces uh, success and competition. There's a lot others, especially more recent, that think that. Uh, it, it can actually make you more bloodthirsty and unhappy and unsettled, and it can easily, easily, easily turn into spiraling out of control uh, revenge cycles. Huh, interesting. You know, because you get back at someone else that you feel slighted by. Right. Then they feel like that slight overdoes what they were owed. Right. And so they owe you. Or they don't believe they did anything wrong in the first place. Or they don't believe they did right. anything wrong in the first place. Yeah. I mean, the, the sort of the whole thing, interesting thing about the psychology of vengeance is it's like a, 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 a need for justice, yes. right? And yet, you know, you get into that thing of what, you know, just because you think something is just yeah. doesn't mean that the person you're getting vengeance against them thinks that what they did was wrong. Yeah. And, and if you look around the world at any of these yeah. age-old conflicts yep. we have— you know, who's right, who's wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on where you say the start line is. And if you put that start line back another 10 years, right. maybe it's the other guy. <clears throat> 10 years before that, it's the other guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, it's uh, it, it depends on when you start counting. Yep. Um, so I, I had all that in my mind, right? Uh, but, you know, uh, schadenfreude, which is the German pleasure from someone else's deriving pleasure from someone else's misery mm-hmm. is really the the essence of what you want from your your you know vengeance yeah absolutely right so i try to think how can i maximize my schadenfreude without flaming the fl- the flames that'll you know one day bring us all down in a fiery mess because you did something to me and i did back to you right, and then, yeah. you know next thing you know we're you know, blood feud with each other and the Hatfields and McCoys. And they eventually gave it up. Yeah. You gotta. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually you just got to say, like, yeah, you know what? What what what's that uh that cartoon where the 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 work whistle would blow and the sheepdog Yeah, it was and the, the sheepdog and Wiley Coyote basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then they would go and it's like politics, yeah. right? They hate each other when they're at work, and then they go and have beers together afterwards. Yep, yep. exactly. So I, I was thinking, how do I maximize my schadenfreude uh, without fanning the flames that will take us all down? And I was trying to think about things, and one thing that occurred to me is, do you remember on our Twitter, uh, we had some back and forth with, it was like, eat a dick chocolate dick delivery? 
I do not remember this at all. Uh, you don't know enough about our Twitter. I don't. I don't. I'm not on social media. So for the most part. Uh, there was this uh, company that came up on my feed one time, uh, uh-huh. and it was like, "Eat a dick, chocolate dick delivery to send a chocolate dick to someone that you hate." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's perfect for our, uh, you know, uh, tip of the week or something like that." Uh-huh. So I sent them something asking if they had, you know, like a pre-recorded anything that we could play. And they're like, no, they don't. So it kind of got dropped there. Uh-huh. Uh, How come I didn't see this? Because I see all of our Twitter through our uh, social feed on our email. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so I, I started with that. And uh-huh. I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, that's good. They're, it, it's not destructive. You're sending someone a chocolate. Right. Uh, but I But I thought about it more. And I got even better how to stop the cycle, but still be able to send someone there, eat a dick uh-huh. or something like that, right? So, you get a chocolate something, right? Something horrible. Whether it's like, I want to kill you, spelled out in chocolate, a chocolate dick, uh, you know, a chocolate poo, uh, chocolate just something negative right that you'd want to give your enemy you put in a box with just a message just saying your name right <laughs> and and you're the company that's doing this uh-huh. right uh so you would i'm the company you'd come to me and say look i got this enemy i gotta get back at him and i'd say all right you know here's our catalog of different things and you'd say that one i want the big chocolate turd uh <laughs> so we take this chocolate turd put it in a box uh-huh and uh, just a note from Josh, you know? And in that box, though, are, you know those little hand warmers? Yeah. <laughs> so the, those are in the box. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Keeping everything a little warm so it's not keep just it a little warm chocolate. And Well, keep it more than a little warm. Uh-huh. And the bottom of the box is a mold. And that mold could be like... A peace sign. Okay. Or it could be, um, you know, I'm sorry, or Uh a wreath, or something Uh like that. So you send this turd en route. That turd melts and becomes a peace sign. And your enemy gets it. They open it, and they see a chocolate peace sign sent by Josh. So you get your mental revenge by sending them the turd. They open it up. They have a peace sign. The, the, The... the you get the final vengeance. Uh, really? Yeah, you get the final. That's your big idea. That's yeah. Okay. You make a lot of money. Uh-huh. You stop the cycle of violence, and you get the last say because you send them the turd. And even though it says "I'm sorry" or that, it says a peace sign, that was so you Canadian. Know it's that a idea turd. is so Canadian. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like. What you're really saying is, I just want you to like me. <laughs> I know you did all this fucked up shit to me, but I just want you to like me, really. Okay. I mean, that's an idea. <laughs> it's an awesome idea. A lot of money out there, guys. Don't listen to the naysayer. I think that one we need some feedback on, people. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really want people to uh, get out there and see if that works, if that touches their vengeance G-spot in any way, shape, or form. I think it's great. I, I think about it, though. Look, I get what you're saying, uh-huh. and I understand it. 
I feel like though, in the end, if you're if you're someone who's searching for some vengeance, mm-hmm. it's not doing it for you. Okay. I just don't. I just don't think it's 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 hitting that. I don't think it's stroking that little little uh, point there on the top of your head in that you know that little space where you have babies that that sends you know whatever mm-hmm. it is that doesn't get that otosin flowing. I just don't think so. All right. I think it's. I think it's a sweet idea. I think it's gentle. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, uh, maybe for a certain segment of the society that would be a, a, a good one for them. Yeah, for that their segment's got money. Vengeance, mm-hmm. as it were. But I just—it's not really vengeance in any way, shape, or form. It's just you <laughs> going, "How'd you like that chocolate, huh?" Right when you see that person and they call you up and say, "Hey, thanks for the chocolate." And you go, yeah, did you like it? And just in your head, you're thinking to yourself, it was a turd before, but not even a real turd. It was a chocolate turd. Well, you know, depending on how you want to structure the business, you uh-huh. may not know that it got turned into a tur- from a turd into a peace sign. Oh, I see. So the person who's sending it doesn't know. If we want to say it for that, for you, because you want to know that you didn't mean... Of course you do. Then, then if you we'll want say... true vengeance, you're clearly not someone who's ever wanted real vengeance before. <laughs> You've never been wronged in a way that you felt that you wanted to give payback. Well, we'll see. I'm just asking. It's not, more not question. So, not yet. Okay. <laughs> By the end of the good. show, I might. <laughs> the fact that you're still working with me yeah. is just an example of how <laughs> non-vengeful a person you are. Um, okay. A lot of money. Uh, maybe there is. I, uh, you know, someone's got to get out there and uh, and try it. Yeah, give it a shot. You know, on that line, someone there was a a a guy came up with an idea in Australia, and he opened it up. He did a little advertising for it, and it was a glitter bomb to uh-huh. get back at people. And basically, he would send a yeah. card full of glitter to someone for you. And you know, everyone fucking hates opening a card and glitter pouring out all over oh, them. Yeah, right. And to me, that's perfect. It's just enough. That the person is like pissed off, but it's not violent, right? But it is a big fuck you, yeah, right. And then they got to You know that they have to spend like an hour cleaning up all the glitter, and then they're gonna find glitter for years, every day for like six months. There's gonna be a piece of glitter. They're gonna be like, "Fuck that asshole!" Yeah, and you'll just be saying, "And it was a glitter." He ended up his his website the day that he opened his website crashed because so many people wanted to to do this and then like a week later he sold the company for like a hundred thousand dollars oh wow mm-hmm. so you know there's an idea something <laughs> like that a turd that turns into a peace <coughs> sign yeah yeah okay um I, I think that's great that's a good idea a turd that turns into a peace sign if it was an actual turd uh-huh. that turned into a peace sign well that's what i started with in my mind <laughs> but then i'm like you'll get arrested if if you do that is it illegal to send turds to the mail? I guess it is. If you're going to try to disguise them as food, it sure is. Maybe. Well, who says to disguise it as food? Send it as a turd. Well, my original idea was disguise it as food. <laughs> uh, I'm liking this original idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So this is uh, what I came up with, my first one. So one of the problems with vengeance is uh, it can get you in trouble, Right. Like you say, it escalates things. One in every, apparently 20% of all uh, murders or attempted murders Mm -hmm. in this country, the United States of America, uh, are vengeance. Sure. 
Uh, and it's possible that's even more in, in, in much of the world. You know, revenge killings are a big thing in, in, in very devout Muslim countries, mm-hmm. right? Going after someone who may have sullied your wife or your daughter who, you know, defied you in some way, shape, or form. It's very common. You hear these stories all the time. Yeah. Albania, I think it's still big. Albania, India, it's a thing. Pakistan, it's mm-hmm. a big thing. Uh, Afghanistan, uh, you know, anywhere that ISIS is, that's a big thing. Um, anyway, so, but that can get you in a lot of trouble, yep. right? You get so angry, you want to kill somebody, yeah. or they've done you so wrong, you want to kill somebody, then you go out and do it, you're going to jail. Yeah. Someone's dead, you're going to jail. There's a big problem, a lot yeah. of dominoes falling Next there. Next thing you know, you're right. ISIS. Right, exactly. And there you are sitting in your jail going, Jesus Christ, did yeah. I really just ruin my life and all these other people's yeah. life because of revenge? I wish I had just sent them a chocolate peace sign. Or, <laughs> or I wish I had gone to GRQ with Josh and Noel's virtual reality vengeance generator. All right. Okay. Yeah. So my idea is you're put in a you you, you this is a custom made virtual reality scene. Okay. That you live out. Okay. You give them photos of the person you want vengeance on or people. Uh huh. You create the setting. You are then put with the uh you know your virtual reality headset. On your head, you're put into a green room. Um, well, I guess a green room isn't necessary, but it will have everything that's cast in your VR generator, in your VR headset, uh-huh. uh, will be in the room in the place. So as you walk to, you know, you want to, for instance, your girlfriend, she cheated on you with your best friend. You yeah. hate them both. You wish you had caught them in bed as you did, but instead of running out crying, why did you do this to me? And then feeling miserable that you had picked up uh, uh, the lamp next to the bed and started beating your best friend bloody while your cuckold girlfriend watched and screamed in horror. And then you laughed as you smeared his bloody bits all over yourself. And then you strangled her to death Uh as an example, right? So the setting in the room you'd be in would be your bedroom. Uh So you can actually have the tactile feel Right, is while you're seeing all this going on, you actually have the tactile feel when you reach out and grab the uh, the uh, uh, candlestick. Candlestick, you're actually going to grab the candlestick when you're beating your the the best friend over the head while he's laying in the bed. There will be a head there that you will be beating or a watermelon. Whatever, it doesn't matter. All I mean, right. you don't. Maybe you don't need to feel all that, shit, but you can see it exploding. But at least you actually have. You're feeling the force of the blunt force uh-huh. of right, because that's part of it. It's the tactile experience as well, as a thing, and it just will save people's lives uh-huh. in every single way. Yeah. So, and you know, you can do this. I think a good thing about this is, you can do what I refer to as sort of <clears throat> short game crime of passion. Uh. VR vengeance generators, like I said, you know, the I walked in and I just wanted to kill them, and you get that cathartic experience. Or the people who like to plot their vengeance. Uh-huh. I want to do a long game of, say, bankrupting someone. Sure. Right? So say your home got taken by the bank because of some shitty paperwork, or you were, you know, double-dealed by someone in some fashion, and 
<clears throat> you don't have the money to necessarily sue them. You can't go through the courts. Uh, legally, they are correct, but they're still morally wrong, uh-huh. whatever your sense of justice is. But you have this plan in your head of what you would love to happen, have it go down that you destroy this bank. Why not have a long game where you come back every week and you do a step of it and it goes, everything, of course, is going to go exactly how you would want it to go. So you would get this sense of satisfaction mm-hmm. of uh, making it all happen. So that's it. That's, that's, that's a big idea. And I think that's a huge one. I think people could make a lot of money oh, yeah, with sure. that. I'm sure they could. That, yeah. You know. It's good. I like it. Yeah, thanks. Do you ever see the, uh, I think we mentioned them before, the Vengeance Trilogy? No. The Well, you know Old Boy. Have you seen Old Boy? Yeah, I did see Old Boy. That's one of the Vengeance Trilogy. It's like uh, the Old Boy, uh, I think it's called Mr. Vengeance and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance are the three. Oh, okay. And it's a film trilogy? Yeah. Oh, they don't really no have idea. anything to do with each other too much. But. All made by the same filmmaker? Yeah. Who was it? It was, uh... it was a Korean guy. Yeah. I looked him up before. His first name was Park. It was like Park something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, old boy. That's a... He gets That's, that guy. I never saw the Korean one. I saw uh, the... Korean I one's saw really the, good. I saw the uh, Spike Lee remake. Uh-huh. Which is good. It, but it's... It's uh, it's the worst. <laughs> so awful. Yeah. You know, there was a guy... I don't remember the 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 the, the title of the book or the, t- the name of the author, but... I think Kurzweiler maybe is his name, but he actually wrote an entire book about tracking down the guy who bullied him when he was 12 years old and then like reveling in all of the guy's misfortunes. Oh, no. And it's like, but his re- in real life. Really? Like this was all real. Yeah. I saw it in my research. I'll, I'll pull it up and I'll tell you about okay. it later. But that was a, that was to me like, that just seemed brutal. Yeah. <laughs> just brutal. Yeah. That's why I, I put mine in there to break the cycle. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think it's safe to say that this entire election, yeah, is an election of vengeance. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people believe that Donald Trump decided to run after that. Uh, 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 what is it? The press event? Yeah, where, where he got made fun of. Right, where he got made fun of. Uh, a lot of people genuinely believe. That Putin decided to uh, uh, stick his nose in and hack this election for the DNC because of uh, his hatred mm-hmm. of Hillary Clinton's and her, in his belief, her interference in the political process of Russia back in 2009, I think it yeah. was, when, uh, when uh, they were stuffing the ballot boxes when he was trying to become president again. Because um, <clears throat> she just commented on it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that had it been anyone else, he may not have uh, he may not have done any of that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, as we said, though, vengeance is a cycle. It is, it <laughs> and is. what comes around goes around, oh. and it's going to be going all around. Be interesting to see. Yeah, I know- mean, I think it would be safe to say that Donald Trump, based on just his Twitter feed alone, will be the most vengeful president we've ever had in this country. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh and he and has basically already promised to basically mm-hmm. yeah. make those who opposed him bow to him. Yep. That's what he does. <laughs> yep. That's what he does. Um you know what else uh he does? <laughs> what does he do no? He does our f- latest segment. Josh and Ol sell out. 
in which we explore ways that Josh and I are actively pursuing our lifelong dream of just selling out to corporate America. Uh, yes. Big money, you know? Come to us, corporate America. That's right. Come to us. We will take our ideals, our, our values, and we'll flush them down the toilet, and we will be your mouthpieces uh, and subservient. Completely. Yeah. And we wouldn't, even if you wronged us, as long as you're paying us, we don't care. That's right. We would not seek vengeance. No. And uh, so you, you, you know the, the traditional ways you have to you know, buy a piece of us. But you can go to the Radio Free Brooklyn website, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page, hit the sponsor button. 50% of that money will come to Josh and I every month for the rest of the season. And 50% of that will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you don't like us, if you got a beef against us because of some past slight, uh, you can go to the Radio Free Brooklyn show page at the Patreon link and pledge a one-time or reoccurring amount of money to them. Put a note saying, these guys, cancel them. They once did me wrong. And uh, Radio Free Brooklyn will do as you say and cancel us. Uh, but the real money, the big money, the the what we're in it for is the corporate money. <laughs> Uh, and that's sponsorship. So we're we're uh, aiming high. We're starting small with the biggest corporation we know. Biggest corporation we know. Yeah. Monty Lamonti, take it away. Hey everybody, it's your good friend Monty Lamonti back again with some amazing advice for you. Like I always give you today, people. This one comes from the heart. This one might even make you cry. If it does, I apologize. But please remember the end. Don't forget to send me your two dollars. Now on with the tip, people. This one is about advice, giving and getting. The deal with advice is what makes advice either good or bad is how much respect you have for the person you're either getting it from or giving it to if you do not like trust or respect the person giving you advice that then becomes bad advice same goes for if you are giving it if you don't really like the person or trust the person that you're giving the advice to first off you shouldn't even be giving them the advice but if you are you know that you don't like them and you end up giving bad advice so the true difference in advice and whether it's good or bad is how much you like the person once you actually realize how much you either like or dislike that person get them out of your life or hold them dear like a friend and give them a hug that never ends remember people as always a positive influence in your life and if you heard this message do not forget to paypal me two dollars remember paypal me two dollars at monteism at yahoo.com that's monteism at yahoo.com thank you yeah <laughs> uh you know one thing i gotta say is <laughs> you know good advice or bad advice the best advice is short advice <laughs> you know not advice that goes on for a long long time <laughs> keep it short guys it could be good it could be bad i think people people uh definitely absorb the short and sweet advice yeah more than they uh, a long drawn out advisement. Yeah, yeah. I, I would appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a much softer, gentler Monty. Yeah. Than I'm used to hearing. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to meeting Monty one of these days. Oh yeah, he's great. When he comes into town, we got to have him on the show. Yeah. 
and he can just uh, he can just have a day of Monty. Yeah, all Monty, all show. Yeah, all right. it's gonna happen. It is gonna happen. Yeah, I have no doubt about come that. Come out and visit sometime. Uh huh. Um. All right, guys. Then gents making money from it, getting rich from it, crushing your enemies, or or at least making money from the cycle of violence. Because, yeah, Josh is right. I'm Canadian. I'm not really crushing many enemies. Uh, so I was looking up stuff, and I was trying to look up real gross things. And uh, there were a lot of gross things. And as I said, I really wanted to like have like a company that's like, eat shit. And it like sends poop and sandwiches, and then I'm like, oh, no, I'll get arrested, I'll kill somebody. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. So I didn't, you know, that went the way of the dodo. So I was just thinking of gross things, uh, and this had come up recently uh, when I over Christmas actually when I was back uh, at school, uh, back back in Chicago, uh-huh. and we were talking to my oldest niece who is in uh, university. And she was saying that her and her roommate never lock their door, including when they're not there. So we're like, what are you doing? You know, you're you're, you're a goof. You're going to get your stuff stolen. Mm-hmm. You're going to get, like, assaulted or something. Or someone's going to pee on your stuff. <laughs> or and- I like that it's, like, big one, big one, or someone's going to pee on your stuff. Well, and that's really what great gain traction in this whole argument is <laughs> like she's like no one's gonna pee on my stuff and i one by one by one asked every adult uh-huh like gave them the scenario do you think someone's gonna pee on their stuff and everyone was like oh yeah it's gonna happen eventually right <laughs> and my niece was like no it's not no it's not uh so uh and my one cousin uh he said Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, they're, they're going to pee on it, and and then he told a story that I had forgotten about, but it was something that used to happen at my school when I was in dorms, and I went to school in Canada in uh-huh. Ottawa where it was regularly forty degrees below zero, so we embraced cold in all its forms, and one horrific thing that people actually did to people to get back at them, uh huh, is they would take cafeteria trays. You know, like a McDonald's yeah, type tray. Yeah. And uh, they would pee in it and put it outside. Freeze it. And it would freeze. <laughs> and they'd <laughs> pop it out of the tray and slide it under someone's door. Oh, no. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. And I had completely <clears throat> forgotten about that. Right? <clears throat> so I was thinking, okay, that's gross. I don't know if I really just want to have a company that slides pee under people's doors. That's a great idea, And I started, like, Googling, like, maybe I can clog their tailpipe with pee or stuff like that, right? Uh, uh, And all sorts of things like that. And then I remembered another horrible growth story from when I was in dorms. Uh Uh-huh. And so I had a roommate when I first was in my dorm who got kicked out. Not a guy I knew. Just some random guy from like Yahoo'sburg, Canada, and he he was a lunatic. This guy told everyone that he was a black belt in karate and like acted so tough, and he was just a big faker, right? Uh-huh. And he was a weirdo. Um, and 
Did he, he say he had a girlfriend, but she lived up in Canada? He didn't have a girlfriend oh, wait, who he would was come. in Canada. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> what do you guys say up there when you say that? No, oh, no, she actually shows up. You say. <laughs> <laughs> and here she is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so he, this guy, oh, this guy, he, <laughs> first, he, he gets kicked out of residence because he got real drunk and like smeared poop on women's doors. Really? Yeah. Uh, and so he got kicked out. And then him and his buddies, his buddies were all just like hosers, mm-hmm. right? In the true sense of the word. And so Ottawa is fairly close to the American border, right? And Is Ottawa right across the, is that like the sister city to Detroit? No, 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 no. That's Windsor. Oh, that's Windsor. Ottawa is if you go to the very tip-top corner of New York State. Oh, Ottawa's up by there. It's like 45 minutes into the border from there. Um, And so uh, he and two of his buddies decide that they're going to go to the States and buy smokes and booze because it was cheaper. And I think they were they must have been already loaded up when they came up with this idea <laughs> because they're like, well, we can't go say we're going to buy smokes and booze, which, yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> we got to have a reason we're going. So they're like, oh, we'll say we're picking up you. So they had my old roommate get in <laughs> the ah, trunk of the ah, car ah, ah, and they drove into the ah, States. Ah, and they got their car searched, and they found them in it. And this was way before nine uh, eleven, or else I can't think of what would happen now. Yeah. They like took the car, and it cost them like thousands of dollars to get the car back. Oh my! They were God. banned all from America for like a year. Uh, I'm sure it'd be much worse now. You'd probably uh-huh. go to jail for that. Yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, that was their idea. We're say we're going to get you. You get in the trunk. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, you that's know the that th- the funny thing is theoretically, I mean, I'm assuming this was before they were 21 years old. Yeah, um, we all we're all 19. Yeah, they wouldn't have been able to buy booze in America because well, you, you probably could have gotten away with it, but they were of age in Canada. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The reason that, like, when I went to Syracuse, the reason everyone in Syracuse went to Canada, yeah. was because you could drink legally. Yeah, I get there. it. You could have said you're just going. To take a look. You could have said, right. You could have just said, we're just going to hang out yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, we want to go get chicken wings. Yeah. Real American chicken wings like we always read about. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. I know, I know. That's amazing. What was it like living with that guy? Oh, he was the worst. He was the worst. As I said, he was always pretending to be this like karate expert. Right. Did you like try to avoid him like the plague? Like, And then there were moments where you just were stuck in the room with him? Yeah, you know, I'm good at getting along with people. Yeah. But I also am good at like... Telling people that they're twitched to their face uh-huh. and not like coming off like a jerk, you know. Oh wait, so when you call me an idiot, uh, you hey, it? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, so uh, why did I get on him? Oh yeah, you know. So then I had no roommate. Uh huh. And uh, my living situation in this room descended. <laughs> And it was just the room where everyone would come and hang out, and there was no rules in this room. And uh, the bathrooms were like communal bathrooms on the floor, right? Well, I had no roommate, so when everyone would come and hang out in my room, the bathroom became the sink in the room. 
you know? Uh-huh. And so everyone would just pee in the sink. <laughs> and I, I was young and stupid, and I wouldn't be peeing in my sinks anymore, but uh-huh. at the time I was. It was, well, I go down the hall, you know? There's a perfectly good sink right here. So you had a sink in the room but no toilet? Yes. Why did you have a sink in the room? So you could like brush your teeth and get a glass of water and stuff. But oh, I never experienced that. Was it like it, it was like a double room, like an open double? Yeah. Huh. I've never experienced that in a dorm. Yeah. So so we had the sink and we would just pee in it constantly. <laughs> oh, um, and then my new roommate came in, who was the like most innocent guy in the world, and. Uh, <clears throat> So I cleaned up the room. I didn't quite get to the sink, though. And he's in there his first day. Picture the Pope up on his desk. Uh, Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy was, he was straight lace. Uh Um, And (laughs) I'm I'm like thinking like, I should have cleaned that sink. He's talking to me and he's like, got a sponge and he starts washing his face in in the sink. And I'm like, oh, no. And then he's like, keeps talking to me. And as he's talking to me, he's like dabbing the sponge in the sink and then just like dabbing it on his face while he's talking to me. (laughs) I felt horrible. It was hilarious. I felt so bad. Uh, But so these two things were in my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Uh huh. Right? So. I can't put the frozen pee under people's door. I'll just get shut down. Yeah. But there's really something to that watching the person dab pee on their face without knowing it and thinking, yeah. So this is what I came up with. You know those frozen face masks that people wear? Yeah. Uh, for beauty reasons. <coughs> that have the beads in it? Uh, or just like the blue. Yeah, the blue, gel, the blue yeah. goo, right. Okay. So we make them custom uh-huh. made. Uh-huh. Uh so you have a beef with, you know, Frankie or mm-hmm. whatever. So you come over and say, I want to buy Frank Frankie a face mask. It's gonna get sent to him anonymously. So we say, Great, pee in this cup. And then we take that pee, we put it in the face mask. Uh we put like, you know, maybe some nice lavender with it or something. We send it off to Frankie. So that you have the knowledge that Frankie is luxuriating, treating himself to these evenings where he's really treating himself well by putting this face mask of your urine on his face. (laughs) (laughs) I really think that he's doing, doing, living the good life. I like that idea. Okay. I like that idea. I think it's, but uh, very sweet. Your vengeance is very sweet. Yeah. You've never known. It I is mean, a sweet, sweet taste. Yeah. My it, vengeance. <laughs> oh, man. It is It is unbelievable how how sweet your vengeance is. <laughs> it's, uh, <coughs> I, I feel terrible for you uh-huh. the day that you f- f- really, for the first time, and I hope it never happens. It probably won't at this point. Uh-huh. But the day that you feel so wronged that you actually want something horrible to happen to someone and the stuff that's going to go through your mind. Because it's going to be like, I, I feel like it's going to be an all-new experience for you. And uh, it's just going to be hard. Oh, I've been wronged by people. I didn't say you haven't been wronged by people, but you haven't felt the uh, 
clearly have uh, uh, either don't allow yourself to feel or haven't felt that need for like brutal uh crush them vengeance yeah not so much i guess yeah. but but even if even if you do you can't have a business of just like killing people well breaking knees that's you could, called the mafia you could give them the uh 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 well you could i mean if you wanted to go that route uh there's you know the dark web is full of stuff like that there, not that yeah, i would that know that is true not that i would know you in live any on way, the dark shape, web <laughs> you are the dark I web the dark web um but you know you can do things you know where you allow people to uh, excavate okay that deep uh, brutal part of themselves and and have that cathartic experience. I like that idea. I like that way better than the chocolate melted peace sign. Oh, I like that. I one. know you do. I, I think that one's do. brilliant. Okay, good. I'm glad you do. You should go out and see. Uh, the only way you will be able to test this to know how if other people truly think it's brilliant, mm-hmm. if we don't get any feedback on it, is to make that business happen and uh, and see what becomes of it. See if people actually uh, use it. Oh, yeah. What do you think the person, with that first one, what do you think the person, so, you know, this is from Josh, Mm-hmm. Right, and the person is now like, "Oh man, I don't know what it is," and it's this chocolate peace sign. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, that's really sweet." Yeah, and then they actually reach out to me to Josh and say, "Hey, thanks for that lovely chocolate peace sign," which I didn't know. I thought I was sending a chocolate turd, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Huh?" And then I call the company, and I'm like, "Hey, excuse me, but I think th- I need my money back. Mm-hmm. I thought I was sending the chocolate turd." In your catalog. Well, so you did send a chocolate turd. Then how come he said, I got a chocolate peace sign? Because he did get a chocolate peace sign. I'm sorry, I'm confused. I don't understand. And I go, boof. <laughs> I'll say, thank me later. <laughs> Was that boof you disappearing? Yeah. <laughs> That's your Send him a free copy of It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> oh, you're all about bringing people together, man. Yeah. You're a uniter. God bless you. You're good people. Yeah. You're good people. I, on the other hand... You're a bad person. I'm a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's been proved over and over again. One thing I can tell you, Noel, Mm -hmm. is uh, the best form of vengeance. Okay. The the vengeance that... The the type of vengeance that becomes uh, legendary usually costs a lot of money. Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, we can look at, for instance, this election. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Donald Trump's camp, the Republicans spent hundreds of millions of dollars to get him elected. Yep. Um, there uh, is a story about a, uh American hedge fund guy, uh, David Tepper, who's worth eight and a half billion pounds, so like whatever, like $14 million, $14 billion. Uh, he bought and demolished a beachside mansion mansion that was once the proud possession of a former boss who blocked a promotion for him. Mm-hmm. So he spent however many millions of dollars to buy this mansion just to destroy it mm-hmm. to, for a big fuck you. So these things are expensive, you know. Um, Lord Ashcroft in England put out a book because he was aggrieved that... Uh, that David Cameron uh, had not given him a job after he had donated all this money to the Tory party to get Cameron elected. Mm -hmm. And in the book, 
He just uh, basically claimed that David Cameron fucked a dead pig, um, which David Cameron denies, and there's mm-hmm. no, but now it's out there. Mm-hmm. And people are saying David Cameron fucked a dead pig, uh, you know, and David Cameron actually had to deny this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Which is worse, a live one or a dead one? <clears throat> um, I think a live one would probably be worse, mm-hmm. um, personally. I'm with you. You know, because yeah. that's like not fair to the pig. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Um, but, you know, what's it co- cost to then publish a book? Right. The only reason he published the book was to get back at the guy so he could drop that little nugget in there and get everyone talking about how David Cameron stripped a pig, mm-hmm. a dead pig. So, you know, it costs money. But most people who have grand ideas of vengeance, a lot of them don't have a lot of money mm-hmm. or who they want to get ven- ga- garner or get vengeance against are richer than them. Mm-hmm. So I thought, and this is for the people who may have made millions, if not billions of dollars off of previous ideas that we've had. Yeah. This is an additional business to get into. Yeah. These are the people that their checks are in the mail. Right. We just haven't gotten them. Yeah. We just haven't gotten them. Uh, but whatever. We, right. Those people. This idea... Vengeance lenders, Mm -hmm. okay? People will go to you to borrow money Mm -hmm. to achieve whatever their vengeful desire is. Okay. Right? They will sign over their house. They will, you know, and you'll put them on a payment plan like any lender, any loan. Um, But, you know, they can't just go to a bank and say, this guy did this thing and I want to sue him till... He can't handle being sued anymore, mm-hmm. but I don't have the money to cover the court costs and the lawyer costs. If you think it's a good idea for his vengeance, if you like that idea, you can lend loan him the money. He'll sign over his house to you, whatever, and he'll be put on payment plans, mm-hmm. and he will. Uh, and you know, you can become an accredited lender, but that's all you lend for: vengeance, vengeance. Yep. You know, imagine all the people that were were crushed under the weight of. Uh, legal duress from uh, uh, not collecting money, who were unable to collect money from Donald Trump in his various buildings. Mm -hmm. You know, people that owed millions and millions of dollars. And then they could even get the money back and just pay you with it. Just the glee of having won and finally beaten this asshole Mm -hmm. would make them feel great. And you would have your money. Yeah. You know, so that's it. Vengeance lenders. Yeah, I like it. You know, and that that made me think, too, when you are saying about how this administration is so... Uh, one of vengeance, mm-hmm. and this election was uh, another one on the Trump train, Peter Thiel, who yeah. uh, shut Gawker down by funding a, uh, a, amongst other lawsuits, but the big one that finally did it was the Hulk Hogan sex tape where uh, they, they he was suing Gawker for having pl- played a video, was it? There was uh, a sex tape. They- Bubble the Love Sponge. Had taken, taken of him right. having sex with his wife. Right, of of Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. having sex with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. It was uh, consensual on all ends. Yeah. And Bubba gave it to Gawker, and Gawker played it without, you know, the permission of the people involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hulk Hogan sued for defamation. Yeah. And uh, won. And he was completely funded by uh, Peter Thiel. Yeah. Because Gawker outed him, I think was yes. what it was, yeah. um, and uh, 
basically cause Gawker to shut down. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. When you have a lot of money, you can... Big vengeance, man. You know, do you know that the placement of the Arlington National Cemetery uh, was placed uh, as revenge? What? So <clears throat> the person who chose where the Arlington National Cemetery was was a Union general uh-huh. who served under Robert E. Lee uh-huh. before the split, before the schism, and felt so betrayed that Robert E. Lee, this great general who he admired so much, had uh, basically forced the split of the nation that where the Arlington National Cemetery is cemetery is, is uh, on what was the Lee family home and they raised it and turned that into the cemetery really yep wow yep vengeance is uh is a big motivator yeah for uh successful people and uh, a lot of people think that you know it's a it's a prime or primary uh uh uh, reason that humans are the way we are yeah it's interesting although i did read something other animals also take revenge Uh, who else primates do and there were fish even do it what kind of fish? Uh, I don't know. They just said fish. <laughs> fish take revenge. Uh-huh. Um, so if you guys out there want to get revenge with Josh and I, you can contact us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh-huh. You can email us at uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes. You can rate. You can review there or anywhere ever that you can get a podcast at this point. Um, if you only listen to the podcast, tune into Radio Free Brooklyn Saturday nights at 8. Listen to us live. Get our schemes before those other creeps. You can get a jump on them. Uh, so also around this time, guys, you have so much money that you know your neighbor's probably trying to plot against you how to get that money. Uh, so you need to do something with it. You need to do it fast before payback comes. Uh, So listen to this and uh, take it away. Send that money! (laughs) Number four on this expensive list is a pretty pricey cocktail. Found at Salvatore at Playboy in London, Salvatore's legacy is not only the most expensive cocktail in the world, it's also the oldest. For the modest price of $8,633, you too can get yourself this delightful drink that consists of rare alcohols such as 1770 Kumel Licar, 1860 Dub Orange Curacao, 1788 Clos de Griffier Vieux Cognac, and early 20th century Angostura Bitters. Pound back a couple of these bad boys and you'll be ready to party. Or, you know, miss rent payments. A $4,800 or $4,500 cocktail. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah. It's all old booze, man. I saw a video of how he makes it, <clears throat> and the bottles are just, like, falling apart. I feel like the booze would taste really musty and skaggy after a while. I've had booze from my father's restaurant from when it closed, and even with the corks in it and closed, that it evaporates away. So really? I can't imagine. Um, <clears throat> yeah, after uh, his last restaurant closed in the, uh, in the mid-'90s, mm-hmm. like 96, I want to say, or around there. <clears throat> and... Uh, you know, so we have bottles. We had bottles of booze that, you know, had been there for a few years and been with us for for 20 plus years. And because, you know, we never drank them. We just had them around mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, unopened and gone down by like, you know, an eighth. 
Wow. Yep. Huh. Mm hmm. All right. Yeah. So, you guys, uh, <laughs> Josh and I, we really know that our ideas are, are all that. How do you know? How do you know that you can quit your job, spend your kids' college tuition money, uh, take out loans? <laughs> it, it, because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Yeah. So, Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules are 10 Secrets to Great Wealth from Entrepreneur.com. Okay. Uh, rule number one, reach beyond your grasp. Well, yeah, I think that's what this is all about. You know, reach beyond your grasp into your neighbor's grasp and take <laughs> what they have because it's yours anyway. They had stolen it to begin with. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, rule number two, make good choices. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Send a chocolate turd <laughs> and someone <laughs> will get a chocolate peace sign. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good choice. That's a kind choice, <laughs> a sensible choice, um, but I don't know if it's a Good choice. I think it's good. Oh well, it's good in the Richie Rich kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, rule number three: learn to do one thing better than anyone. Yeah. Learn how to get your whiz on someone's face. <laughs> <laughs> Elevate it from that McDonald's tray. Make it a beauty mask. Out of curiosity, maybe the nice the thing that you could do with this beauty mask just to make it a little more like properly vengeful. Because uh-huh. remember, the thing about vengeance is the wanting to do harm. Yeah. Right. So, um, maybe make it a uh, uh, some type whatever the uh, outer casing is of the mask. Maybe make it something that degrades over a period of time. Oh, it's gonna break eventually. And eventually, and eventually. It will, uh, but like I mean by a period of time, I mean after the fourth use or something like that. Oh, no. Let it last a little longer. <clears throat> okay, the eighth use. Okay. And then while the person has it on, this pee just floods their face. And then they realize that it's pee. Come on. The joy That's the, the joy knowing. of it. No, uh, no. I think it is. No, no, no. All right. Rule number, what is this? Rule number? Four. Four. And I guess the last one? Yep. Uh be a raging workaholic. Uh, vengeance has a lot to do with rage. Yeah, it is a lot to do with rage, and it takes a lot of work and yeah. plotting. Yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, with all that work and plotting, you'll realize that there's a lot of money to be made with vengeance. Yeah. Uh, so we're rich. Yeah. Uh, once again, for Josh and Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Man on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win, gonna get rich quick. This is my love.